0: So, praise the Lord and welcome to week 16 of the study of Galatians. We're in chapter 3. And as you might already know, this is one of the more misunderstood chapters of the Bible. For those of you who have started to keep the Sabbath and the festivals and maybe the dietary laws of the Torah, you have more than likely had these verses used against you in your desire to live as God would have His people live. Inevitably, someone will tell you that you're going under the law or that you're going under the curse of the law. And then to defend your position, you take them to Matthew chapter 5, which reads, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. After which... They're going to try and prove their position by taking you to Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 15, and Galatians chapter 3. Giving you the same old misinterpretation that has been taught in the church for centuries. The point being that this chapter is one of the pillars for the misunderstanding that the law is no longer useful in the life of a believer. And that we're no longer subject to the laws found in the Torah. Because, as they'll tell you, well, Yeshua completed those things. So this is one of the chapters that they use, and really, of all the chapters that they use, this is the hardest one to deal with. So let's try and bring some clarity to it today. We're going to be focusing on some of the most terribly misunderstood verses in the Bible, chapter or verses eleven and twelve, but for context, we'll start with chapter or verse 10. All who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So Paul does this enormous favor here by showing us there's a difference between the works of the law and the book of the law. That's why he uses both terms in the same verse. If there were no difference, he would not have... If there was no difference, he would not have to do that. He could. He could... He could never say, all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, "Curses everyone who does not continue in everything in the works of the law. Because you don't come under a curse by not doing someone works of the law. As an example, Yeshua's refusal to accept the Pharisees' work of the law concerning ceremonial washing of the hands in Matthew chapter 15. I don't think Yeshua came under a curse for that. So this is a good example of what I've been trying to teach. But the works of the law are not necessarily the commands of the book of the law. The works of the law certainly will not lead you into fulfilling the book of the law. One who will lead you into all righteousness, the one who will lead you into all righteousness, the one who will help you fulfill what's written in the book of the law is the Spirit of God. The works of the law are traditions for keeping the commands of God and sadly, they often misrepresent the intention of God in giving the command in the first place. Remember also, in the context of Galatians, when Paul uses this term, works of the law, he's really focusing on one particular work of the law and that is the tradition that non-Jews must follow the traditional conversion process, thereby becoming for all intents and purposes Jewish through circumcision, through adherence of all the laws of the Torah given to the Jewish people. And that means the entire book of the law of God and all of the works of the law of the rabbis. Galatians, the Galatians are being told by the influencers that they must do this for right standing within the community and with God. And that this is the only way to attain covenant status. The only way the Jewish people can have full fellowship with them. Now, we spoke last week of Paul's position, which is if you rely on following the traditional Jewish laws for conversion to a Jewish lifestyle and do it for the reason of right standing with God or for covenant status or for eternal life, then you are under a curse because you have not continued in everything that's written in the book of the law. You have not continued in the faith that is spoken of in the book of the law. You have not continued in the promises to the nations that they would be blessed by Abraham's seed, also written in the book of the law. This means you have failed to trust in the one who promised that the nations would be blessed through Abraham. So you have failed to do everything written in the book of the law. In other words, the works of the law have led you away from the book of the law. As the Lord spoke through Isaiah in chapter 29, verse 13, he says, The Lord says, These people come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. me, uh, Their fear of me is a precept of men that is taught. If the Galatians continue on this path, they're on a path to exchange the precious for the mundane, the spirit for the flesh, Peace for strife and sadly, salvation for condemnation. So Paul says next, he says in the verse 11, Clearly no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Messiah redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Messiah Yeshua, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. To make his point, Paul quotes Habakkuk 2, 4 and Leviticus chapter eighteen five. And right away one might wonder, well, why would he quote these two? Well, it's because they both have the phrase in them, will live. One says, obedience to the law, you will live. The other says, by faith, you will live. You see, they have this will live in common. You see, many thought that when God said, gave Leviticus chapter 18 to Moses, he was speaking of eternal life when he said, will live we can, uh, let's read Leviticus chapter 18, verses 4 and 5. It says, You must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and laws. For the man who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord your God. You see, when the rabbis saw this will live by them, they equated that will live with eternal life. You must obey them. If you obey them, you will have eternal life. And we find that thought in the Targum which is the Aramaic translation. And remember that the unique feature of the Targum is that they were written before the first century and they took liberty with the text to convey what they believed was the true meaning of the text. They were also read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. So through them, we get a glimpse of what was taught and what was believed. Let's read the Targum on Leviticus chapter 18. It says, I am the Lord, you shall keep my ordinances and observe my statutes. Follow them by keeping which a man will live in eternal life. So the thought seems to be, or the rabbi seems to be that keeping the commands, you have a share in the world to come or eternal life. Ah, but Paul gave the other side of the coin, which was Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So if there's a righteousness that is by faith in the book of the law, and if there's a promise that the non-Jews will be declared righteous by faith in the book of the law, then failing to trust those promises places you under the curse of the book of the law. If the Galatians rely on their own effort to gain right standing before God by works of the law, or as Paul is referring becoming, for all intents and purposes, Jewish, then they have not continued in the faith and the promises contained in the book of the law and they are placing themselves under a curse. Paul is not contrasting these two. He's agreeing with the thought of the day that if you continue to do everything written in the book of the law, you will have eternal life. That thought represents no problem for we believers because the book of the law was given to teach of the Messiah. The goal of the book of the law was Messiah, which is exactly what Paul will tell us in just a few verses when he says in verse 24, wherefore the book of the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Messiah that we might be justified by faith. So the book of the law leads you to Messiah. But Paul is telling us also that the works of the law lead you away from the Messiah and faith. The point is, if you're going to do everything written in the book of the law, then you, as Habakkuk says, and Abraham proved, will live by faith. Faith in the promises, faith in the promised seed. And Shua makes a very similar statement to a rich young man in chapter 10 of Mark. He says, good teacher, he asks. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Yeshua answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Teacher, he declared, I have kept all of these since I was a boy. And Yeshua looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell and he went away very sad because he had great wealth. Yeshua's point and Paul's point is that you can keep the Torah, all the laws of the Torah, you can keep all the works of the law, of the rabbis for keeping the Torah. You can live it as perfectly as can be done. But if you miss the essential message of the Torah, if you miss the essential message of faith and the goal of the Torah, which is the Messiah, you're going to go away sad on that day. Relying on works of the law, which is in this letter, of course, again, conversion by tradition, is to fail to live in the promise given to Abraham and recorded in the book of the law. It is a failure to remain in the promise that all nations will be blessed by faith, as was Abraham, the man of faith. And that faith will be in the goal of the Torah, who is the Messiah Yeshua. Done in his commentary made a little chart and I thought it would be interesting to put it up here for you today. Looking at the first line, we see that the works of the law of the Pharisees have excluded the nations from the blessing of God unless they converted and become part of Israel in the traditional manner. So the influencers are saying to be a part of the covenant, to have right standing with God, to be a part of the world to come then you have to follow this custom to become part of the nation of Israel and you do that by our method or you will be excluded from the world to come and we're also going to exclude you from fellowship. The position, of course, destroys the promises of God that the nations will be blessed through Abraham and that all nations will be blessed through faith as Abraham. It also destroys the prophecies given by God through Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Zechariah and others. Looking at the second line we see Paul's gospel says that non-Jews are included by faith in the redemptive work of Yeshua who was the promised seed of Abraham through whom all nations will be blessed and they have received inclusion into the kingdom of God. Paul's gospel fulfills the promises of God that the nations will be blessed through the seed of Abraham and by that same faith as Abraham. So... Right standing with God, the blessing of God, and admittance into the covenant and the world to come are through faith and are open to all from the nations who believe. Paul states it really clear in the book of Ephesians. And I'm going to read it. Chapter 2, verse 14, he says, For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household built on the foundation of the prophets and apostles with Messiah Yeshua himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. Paul is saying that non-Jews... We we can't exclude non-Jews from fellowship because the wall that separated them from us in the past has been torn down. This wall that they must live as a Jew, be circumcised as a Jew, or will not have fellowship with you is outside of the plan of God. Well, it is what the works of the law teaches. It is not what the book of the law teaches. The book of the law doesn't teach that. He's also saying that faith and love of God, as with the faith and love of God that Abraham had, will lead you into following God. Because love of God and faith in God always leads you to obedience to what he commands. As the Torah says in chapter 34, I am the Lord your God, I am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their fathers unto the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. And as Yeshua says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. So faith in Yeshua and love of Yeshua leads you to obedience of the book of the law. If you are going to obey the book of the law, then you are going to be part of his plan for his creation. And his plan says that there will be those from the nations who will be blessed through faith. Not through being Jewish, not through converting to being Jewish, but through faith. His plan says there will be a visible presence from the nations before the throne of God worshiping him. His plan says that those from the nations will come to worship Him at the Feast of Tabernacles and these people from the nations will love God and love Messiah and will be obedient to what's written in the book of the law. So the one who lives by faith will keep the commands that are given for him because of his faith in God and the promises of God that have given him right standing with God. In the case of the Galatians, the non-Jew, by faith, will not reject what God has done and promised. By faith, he will not follow the works of the law to give him right standing before God, as Paul, or as Paul put it earlier in the chapter. Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, you're now trying to be perfected in the flesh? No. He will trust in the promises of God and the Messiah of God and remain steadfast in that trust. Very simply put, here's what's going on. The influencers are trying to put the uh, are trying to get the Galatians to put the cart before the horse. Very simply put. So let's see if we can understand this verse and read it over. And I'm going to put in brackets and caps so as not to confuse anyone that this is my commentary and not I'm trying to reinterpret scripture, changing the Bible. But it began by he began by saying all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. So Paul himself shows us there's a difference between works of the law and the book of the law. And so now, as we read on, it's up to us to kind of determine if when he says law, he's speaking of the book of the law or he's speaking of the works of the law because they're not the same. And the problem is, he only says law. Right? As we've seen, the book of the law requires no circumcision of non-Jews living outside the land of Israel. The book of the law does not require non-Jews living outside the land of Israel to keep the same commands as the Jewish person does. However, the works of the law that he speaks of are the traditions of the Pharisees. They do require non-Jews to be circumcised. They do require that non-Jews live as Jews for right standing. And so we must determine as we go through this which of the two he's speaking of because he only uses the word Paul. And to help us, I'm going to read it. The same thing applies. I'm going to put my, my uh, definitions in here in caps and in parentheses. Verse 11. Clearly no one is justified before God by works of the law because the righteous will live by faith. The works of the law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. You see, it can only mean that Paul means that no one is justified by works of the law because the book of the law testifies of the righteousness of God that is through faith. That's why Paul told the Romans this... In chapter 3, verse 24, he says, But now a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Yeshua the Messiah to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Messiah Yeshua. If you rely on what the law testifies to and have faith in the promised seed of Abraham, you'll be declared righteous by God. However, you rely on the works of the law for your right standing with God, then you're doomed. Along with the rest of the world, because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Because Jew and non-Jew have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Why do you want to become what's fallen short? Amen? Amen? So there's a righteousness that's found in the book of the law, but it's found in faith in the promises of God and not in the works of the law. Reliance on the works of the law says to the Galatians, if you do this and become part of the Jewish people and the nation of Israel, then you'll have right standing before God along with Israel. You'll have a share in the world to come. But reliance on the works of the law requires no relationship with God, no leading of the Spirit, just following the traditions of men. Faith, on the other hand, says if you believe the promises of God, if you believe that God sent the seed of Abraham, who is the Messiah Yeshua, to bless the nations, if you believe that the salvation of God found in Messiah Yeshua is going to go out to the ends of the earth, as Isaiah said, if you believe God, and like Abraham believed God, then you will follow him and obey the book of the law. Faith says you have relationship with God, you have experience with God, through his spirit and you will remain in that covenant relationship with god verse 13 says messiah redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree okay it says that messiah redeemed us from the curse of the law and the curse of the law comes upon you when you fail to do everything written in the book of the law james chapter 2 verse 10 says for whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. You become guilty if you don't continue to do everything written in the book of the law. You, you're you guilty. If you commit adultery, I mean, we all understand if you commit adultery, then you failed, right? You failed to do everything written in the book of the law. And you're guilty. Simple. However, Paul is up the ante. He's told us that all who do not continue in the promises of God are guilty as well. If you don't continue in the faith of Abraham, if you don't continue in the promise that through his seed all nations of the earth will be blessed, you're guilty as well. And what is the curse of the law that he speaks of here? Well, he quoted Deuteronomy chapter 21, so let's read that. But let's read a little further. Let's start with verse 22. If a man... Guilty of capital offense is put to death and his body is hung on a tree. You must not leave the body overnight. Be sure to bury him the same day because anyone who is hung on a tree is under God's curse. You see, Paul is telling us that not to have faith in the promises of God is actually a capital offense. It's a life and death offense. It's only through Messiah Yeshua that the curse is lifted. It's only through Him because He alone paid the price for that offense. He says, Messiah Yeshua redeemed us. And the word that He uses here means to buy, to pay the ransom. Messiah alone has paid the price. He alone could pay the price. We just read it. The Torah teaches that the sins of the father are passed onto the children unto the third and fourth generation. That means every mother's son is born into this world under the curse. There's only one who's not born under the curse. There's only one who could pay the redemption price for another. Messiah Yeshua, who was the Son of God and had no earthly father, therefore He's qualified to redeem all the others. That's what's so sad about those who don't believe Messiah is the true Son of God. Messiah has redeemed us from the curse of the law which is death, Romans chapter six verse 23. "For the wages of sin in, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Messiah Yeshua, our Lord." Messiah redeemed us from what adherence to the works of the law could not. Why did he redeem us? Well, Paul tells us in verse 14, "He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Through Messiah Yeshua, so that by faith we might receive the promised Spirit of God. He redeemed us so that we could receive the blessing of Abraham, which is prom and which is the promised Spirit of God, living in us, guiding us, directing us to do all that's written in the Book of the Law. Amen. Let's bring the worship.